0: Coming up on guys talking sports we talk about mike trout signing a record-breaking 12-year 430 million dollar contract with the la angels we also talk about more contract signings in mlb as well how's compared to the mike trout signing and we also get in talks with a little nfl talk as well we also talk about nba we talk about all sports my co-host Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross join me out Falls, on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right now. Welcome everybody, welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support. But well, without further ado, we got lots to talk about. So let's get right into it. I got my co-host. Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross joining me right now. So what's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing?
1: I'm doing great. Tony the Tiger (laughs) I'm sorry, say that again. I said I I was doing great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am under the the weather a little bit. So, yeah, I've seen better Wednesdays. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i i i get it i get it it's just one of those days today so but we're definitely going to get started with it and get everything going and what better way to talk than mike trout of the la angels finalizing a record-breaking 12-year deal worth about 430 million dollars so let's jump right into it what your guys thought on this deal and I mean obviously he's set for life so I mean let me get your thoughts on this
1: so I'll let I'll let Adrian go go first
2: ah uh, well uh, well thank you sir um well congratulations to Mike Trout uh uh our boy uh damn he just signed with the Phillies Price Hopper I don't know if he's eating a little bit of crow this morning or yesterday, (laughs) especially knowing that he's like, we are most definitely going to try to recruit him to come to Philly, come next season. And the Angels was like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, nah, we got something for you. We're going to go ahead and sign this man to the richest contract ever. And kudos. uh, Well-deserving player that, since he's coming to the league every year, has been in the league for seven years, and has been in the top three for AL MVP every year since he's been in the league. So I think this is one player who rightfully deserves to get this sort of a, payche- uh, a paycheck. It's kind of, you know, very massive. Like we were talking about before, he's making more money in a day than the average medium household in California per year. <laughs> so uh, he's living all right. You know, he's sleeping and making money. I don't know. There's there's only but a handful of folks in the world that could do something like that, to make that type of dollar. So, uh, kudos. Uh, well deserved, like I said. I'm sure Harper and Machado is sitting there just dumbfounded considering, you know, they thought they had the best contracts out there for a minute. And maybe both, maybe stress a a very hot minute because he said we (laughs) we laid everything else down to rest. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I, wow, I'm just, I'm still kind of in shock. I think I even saw something where his contract is worth more, I think, than the, to so many years that the, uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays or the Tampa Bay Rays has been in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> I, find, I have to find that exact quote. But I found that to be really interesting that he's making more money than the Tampa Bay organization has given out as far as contracts over their entire length of them being in the Major League Baseball. So you guys can sleep on that one too. This goes to show how much money this fool is about to be making. So, uh L.A., go out there and do your best. I doubt you guys will ever win a championship. But you got one of the best – you got D-plus player in the game. You got the best two-way player in the game It's your Tony – I can't think of their cat's last name, but he could pitch and he could bat, so they're they're going, definitely going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, kudos to the um, to the Angels stepping up to the plate and making sure they secure, um, you know, secure their franchise player by giving him million uh, over the span of twelve years, uh, because you knew some other teams were sniffing around. Obviously, Bryce Harper got his money down in Philly and was quietly or unquietly tampering maybe with Trout trying to get him to go down there. You know, other teams are probably sniffing around. Dodgers, I mean, they just finished shelling out a lot of money a few years ago, but I'm pretty sure they would have found a couple of extra hundred million dollars <laughs> laying under the sofa somewhere. Um, Red Sox, I mean, they got to play movie bets, and he already said he ain't signed no extension. He wait until his um, contract is up. So he get, he maximized every penny. But I'm sure, of course, the Red Sox would have been, you know, Sniffing around the Yankees, definitely. Even though they got you know Carlos Stanton, but that's that's a bargain basement deal right there. If you look at what they got um, with um, Mike Trout, so they were probably going to be you know possible players. So who knows who else would have been out there? But um, right now, I mean, um, like you said, Mike Trout. You know, you know since he came into the league, I mean, he's been you know, he's been everything that they thought he was going to be and then some. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, phenomenal player. Um, he's only going to continue to get better over, over the next couple of years. I agree with you, Ace. I don't know how this is going to equate to um, equate to the team overall success with them actually winning a World Series because you got so much money over the next 12 years tied up and invested in one player. I mean, they're not like the Yankees or Boston or some of these other teams that could, you know, take those kind of contracts or still be able to get other, you know, quality players to come around. But they're trying to put themselves up there with the iconic teams in California. I mean, they're trying to get themselves up there with the Dodgers and the Giants that have that name brand. That team doesn't have, like, that kind of name brand of recognition. But, I mean – Kudos to them. I mean, he's worth the penny. I mean, he might even be worth more than, you know, some people are saying. So my question is, all right, he got four hundred and thirty million. Who's going to be the first half a billion dollar player? Because if you, if you went from what 300, 340, they all, we jumped up to 430 with Mike Trout and you did this within a span of four months. Um, somebody's going to get a half a billion on their on their contract. I don't know who that's going to be, but i like to see who's going to be that next person coming and get that kind of payday because somebody's getting it. I say,
2: oh, I'm
1: sorry.
2: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say I really
0: think that I would not – do not be surprised it comes from someone from the Yankees. <laughs> mm. I, why not? Or because LA, I, I, I think the one of the big market teams is definitely going to be that next signing, um, where they're going to someone's going to. I agree with you. I think somebody's definitely going to reach that 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 five hundred million mark. Um, right now, majority of the people, the, the stars that are out there that's pending free agency, um, may ask for a little bit more. But I'm thinking someone from a big name from a big market it's going to be that one that actually um covers the 500 million mark. That that's just my opinion. Um I really believe that somebody's going to make it to like 475 before somebody actually gets to that 500 million. I do see us start doing that. Don't know who, but I could see someone getting to 475 before getting 500.
2: Easy. Um hmm. And everybody, you know, says Aaron Judge and, you know, yeah. I mean, if he continues to be that slugger that he's been showing, yes. But I still think Aaron Judge is going to have to take his next contract. because You have to understand that Mike Trout, like we discussed, had an extension, which was like a $166 million extension. And then he put up two or three more years after that period, that – the extension, uh, the, the the contract extension that he got, then they tacked on this additional years onto him. I don't think, I I personally don't think the Yankees want to go into one of those long term contracts just because they had it with Alex Rodriguez, and we're not saying that A Rod didn't put up numbers for him, but you know, as we all know, when the pressure got too crazy for him, you know, he tended to lean on some. Some dirty, tax, some dirty tactics in order for him to, to stay relevant and still keep hitting on runs. So I'm not saying that, you know, uh, the next Yankee grade is going to go down that road. I think just the Yankees in a whole are just hesitant to give long-term contracts. I think they'll be more than willing to give a four or five 6 six-year contract for a 30, 32, $33 million a year but they're not trying to give anybody a ten to twelve year contract to be locked in because we know that these contracts are guaranteed. You know, and Mike Trout is fully guaranteed until he's thirty nine years old. Now the bigger question is, and we don't know the contract as of yet, because you know the details haven't been uh been uh given out, at least not to my knowledge, but who's to say of, of that massive deal that the last hundred million dollars isn't deferred out? So the man is like seventy-five years old. Like how the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla a million dollars every year. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it so makes things awful. a lot easier. I know. I mean, my man still old can, playing field. <laughs> I'm right today. Yes, that joke is still getting the million dollars. <laughs> he ain't seen a baseball diamond. <laughs> God knows when. I, I doubt he even still going to the stadium. He's like, I'm just going to go see him and collect this check. <laughs> go,
1: just go meet with his account, make sure the money clears and goes to uh, whoever has to go.
0: <laughs> right. He probably be treating so, himself – he probably still treat himself like a player just walking up in there. Hey, I still get paid a million dollars. So, you know. Right. Well,
2: probably, probably got his locker in there too. Exactly. Let <laughs> me <laughs> still love that joke. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but what I did find intriguing is that Mike Trout wanted to stay an angel for his entire career. You know, um, (laughs) it's interesting that when Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies, you know, Nationals offered him a $300 million contract, and he turned it down because it was a deferred payment after so many years. Like, he didn't want that deferred payment. He just wanted the monies all up front. And I think that's why he said that he turned down a bunch of other contracts that was offering to pay more money, is just that he didn't want any of that deferred compensation. I'm like, you're a fool, man. <laughs> I'm like,
1: I don't well, know, Apparently, I don't know. I guess not a fool, because he – Is he getting all his money now? (laughs) All all that be 10 years.
2: (laughs) True. True, true. So, I mean, baseball players of that stature will be – I would find it to be very hard-pressed if they became broke after their playing careers, if they're still collecting a check of that magnitude every year. Because then if that's the case, then they just have some really piss-poor money management skills. Or they just put their money into so much crap that they're just trying to build themselves out of the crap that they got themselves into. Hey, how
1: so, did the eloquent Christopher Wallace once say? More money?
2: <laughs> more. more price. <laughs> 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 well, I hope <laughs> Kyler Murray... <laughs> follows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope Kyler Murray just took a look at that whopping contract. It was like, <laughs> dog, <laughs> he just got $400 or something million dollars. <laughs> And all I might get is thirty or forty million dollars not to break out of that as well.
1: Well, I guess, yeah.
2: But he got to prove... Well, with the rookie,
0: I mean, he still got to prove what he's worth. I mean, <clears throat> down the road, you never know. So yeah,
1: he's looking for the. Caliber is, is is looking for the quick hit yeah. instead of the, the, the 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 long, slow and steady. I mean, yeah, Mike trot didn't come out. You know you know, did good his first three years and then all of a sudden got this behemoth contract. I mean he got a pretty good contract, you know, after the fact, but you know, he had to work up, you know, he had to work up work up through the minors, then get to the lease, and pay his dues, then you know, go a couple of years. So we had to put in the put in the time to get to this. But I mean, if you're willing to do that, then paydays is out there if you're if, if you work that good as opposed to the NFL, where you have the short window to make you know a lot of money, but there's no guarantee you're going to make all of that money. So I mean, I to me, these kids these days they want the quick hit now. They they want the flash. Want you know, they want the cheddar. They want to make it rain, but they want it all right now. And in baseball, you're not going to get it all right now. You're going to get it all within five plus years. On how on good you are, but you're not going to get it right now.
2: But that's all right. Hard <laughs> to think. Hard
1: to some kids, you know, you know it's, 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 especially dare I say it, some, some kids from the hood, they they can't see, they can't see six or seven steps ahead. They can only see one or two steps ahead, and that's the quick, the quick cash.
2: Mm. Man, oh man. so <laughs> no. What I what I what I would do just to be in Mike Trout shoes for six months. <laughs> man. Within the first week the bills be paid. <laughs> the next three months would be just straight stacking. <laughs> and then I might have a little fun with the last couple of remaining weeks. Well <laughs> I tell you.
1: Yeah, like wow! And the Hulu Hulu commercial, where you got the gun shooting up the fake
2: ones, just <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they definitely be fake ones because I'll be sitting there just trying to stack all that dough. Ninety eight k a day, dude. What could you do with ninety eight thousand dollars in a day? I can't even think what I could do now. I mean, I'm sure I could probably spend ninety eight thousand in a day, but why would I want to? But if I spend
1: ninety-eight thousand in a few hours,
2: but you have to figure I've that
1: ninety-eight.
2: That I forget how much they say it was. Uh, into, is there taxes in Galley?
1: Oh,
2: hell yes. Yeah. Ain't in ain't,
1: ain't in Florida where it's no state tax. No, he out there. He taxed.
2: Mm-hmm. But still, ninety-eight still means I'm coming home with fifty. Shoot. <laughs> I could take fifty grand a day. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's what's still, the closest. Let's
0: I'll <laughs> be like, I'll be like, yo, what's the closest state with no tax? <laughs> Probably like Texas, Arizona or Mexico. One of those. Right, right.
2: I'll
0: be like, uh, I'm gonna have to take some type of Uber <laughs> every day, some <laughs> <to> transport, some <laughs> helicopter ride from from New Mexico to Cali. I could afford it. Ninety five.
2: I'm like, look, I might, I might play here, but my, my residence is in. The, exactly. Uh, in <laughs> exactly. In that, I'm,
1: a, I'm a, I'm just L L C myself.
2: <laughs> I just so happen to just stand here and play this game, but I'm really over there. I'm getting, a, I'm
0: getting an Airbnb, and I'm just gonna just. Chill for a while for the season. Right. My residence is going to be elsewhere. Like <laughs> man, that's, that's just incredible,
1: man. I know it makes. And sense. then I heard. What was that? No, so, you know it makes when you hear all the uh, the NFL, you know, free agent moves. It makes it looks like you know, like peanuts compared to <laughs> what uh, what Bryce Harper and uh and uh, Trout just got with them over the last three weeks, span. Exactly.
2: And then you you heard about Mookie Betts turning down that two hundred million dollar contract that he was offered? hmm
1: Oh yeah, because he said he wants to play he wants to play his contract out and walk into free agency with all the options on his table.
2: And he he he's hoping that he can get that three hundred million because he ain't gonna get a four hundred million dollar contract. I mean he's nice, but he ain't Mike Trout nice.
1: No, he he's betting on himself. And and you know, it's not a bad idea because if you get the contract extension or whatever with the uh, with the Red Sox, they're gonna try to lowball you because if they have to go into free agency, then they gotta start, you know, I guess, um, out, out betting other people and probably betting against themselves for his own services. So it's like LeBron James, like, I know I'm not gonna take a tier extension, I'm gonna go into free agency and I can just make my own deals and you guys got to come give me a better offer instead of getting a two or three year extension or a four year extension from the Red Sox where you might get low ball. Nah, he wants new contracts, all up front money from everybody to you know, you know, put their bid in.
2: Uh, he going to get some money. That's for sure. I doubt he's going to get. He, he'll probably get closer to some, uh, probably closer to Machado-type money because he's, you know. And the, Mike, Mike Trout is one of those generational-type uh, players that another one might not come around for another 20 years or so. And at that time, how much of the contract is going to be then? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I mean, I, I, I do agree with you. I mean, yeah, like I said, there were some people that were saying that, you know, if the trajectory of Aaron Judge, you know, continues to move upward and he has, like, you know, an MVP, you know, season here or two, that he could, you know, get to or maybe even eclipse what Trout is. But I think that's still a little ways off. And like you said, Ace, I think the Yankees being burned by long-term deals in the past. They may be unwilling unless pressured too, in my opinion. Not to say he wouldn't, but I think they'll probably try not to do what they've done in the past.
2: I agree, but also it looks as though in in Judge's case, he seems like he's always a team-first type of dude. So I'm not saying he's not going to try to get paid, but I think he would try to make it so that other players could come in and join him. Because, you know, he wants all the top players to come in. Like, he wanted Machado. He wanted Harper. (laughs) He said, I'll do whatever it takes if we can get both of them to come on the team. So, obviously, he wasn't too much worried about himself if those two players are going to eat up a lot of salary. But I'm sure the Yankees was like, well, damn, we can't afford to lose, Judge. So we got to kind of stand back somewhere or the other. So nah, they know, I don't know. They,
1: they can't afford to lose them. So they're going to do – I mean, if if the old boss are still here, of course he'll.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll make it work. He'll find a way.
0: Like <laughs> You get a contract. You get a contract. You get a contract.
2: Right,
0: that's pretty you <laughs> <challenging. laughs> uh, But before we real, we move out of baseball real quick, um, of course, um, Eloy Gen- Jimenez um, from the Chicago White Sox just signed a, a deal for six years, forty three million. Um, Chicago White Sox had that includes two club options, um, and that's close to sources familiar with ESPN. Um, so. Being as though that he's a top outfield prospect, um, what would your guys take on the actual deal for six years, $43 million?
2: Oh, the top prospect. He's not even in the league yet. Nope. See?
0: Started the season at the AAA. Yeah,
2: yeah. see, that's right. See, now <laughs> that's something that Kyler Murray got to look at. So okay, this dude just signed a forty three forty three million dollar contract, guaranteed for six years, and he ain't even in the league yet because he's a top prospect. That's still making more cake in the first six years versus what he could make on a rookie contract if he's trying to bet on himself going to the NFL. So I'm sure, I'm sure the Oakland the Oakland A's is probably sitting there like, "Thank you, Chicago." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're making this a little bit easier on us, where he can sit there and say, "Well, damn, he just got that. He's still in the minors. I got to prove myself on this measly fifteen, twenty million dollar contract over four or five years. Possibility of getting hurt, may not even see all that four or five years worth of money. Why well, can't this guaranteed forty-three over here? Seems like a no-brainer to me, but I, don't you know, I don't know. I could be smoking some more. I could be on some nighttime medicine." I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, to me, I think, you know, it's – I think if the um, the major league – well, the major leagues, they're, I guess, comfortable with how things are. But if they want to still attract young players that might opt to want to go to, you know, football or play basketball, I mean, offering these kind of contracts to these guys before they even step the foot on a diamond in the major leagues could be one way of trying to entice more players to not have to choose between football or baseball. You choose baseball because you're going to get a guaranteed contract – a lot of upfront money, more money than you're going to get from an NFL rookie contract, and you're guaranteed six. You get, what, a three-year NFL rookie deal on a pay scale with a fourth-year option, and if you aren't doing that good, you just – or you get injured within the first, you know, preseason, you're done. So it could be a way for the Major leagues to try to become a bit more players in keeping – those Kyler Murray types or like Russell Wilson that's trying to choose between one or the other to choose baseball. Right. What do you think, Al? Well,
0: me personally, I think that like you said, it's gonna be an option and basically it's gonna boil down to what he loves to do, bottom line. I think that at this point, he still and he still doesn't know. And it's fine because it's good to have your choices of what you want to do, is whether it's baseball or football. But eventually he's going to have to make that decision. And right now I don't think he's fully confident in making the decision going forward. So um, right now we'll see how it plays out. It's, options is there for him. I think he's just basically waiting to see where he lands on the draft. And once you do that, I think that's when he's going to weigh all his options before making the decision, whether he's going to – Either choose baseball or stick
1: to football. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shall see We're with bated breath. <laughs> yes, we shall see.
2: Um, I think I think that rookie contract every day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> Give me forty-three million dollars to play baseball, dude. He can pay me four point three million dollars. I go play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I got my health
0: <laughs> so wait let me ask you so you would if you get offered the same well it, like, okay I guess based off of it's going to be probably based off of what you love or the reason being for health reasons so if you got offered the same contract in both the NFL and in MLB you would choose Major League Baseball for health, right. for health reasons
2: not, no, not for health reasons because you can still be you well, can still do a lot of things like baseball.
0: Okay,
2: is this is just the two words that make it so much more enticing? Fully guaranteed. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. You tell me six years, forty three million, fully guaranteed. <laughs> football was football. Something I guess I played Madden on my Xbox or something like that. That's what I'm playing. <laughs> it's just
1: like you know NFL, where you know oh you want to get a. What, five years, 80 million? Only like 40 is really guaranteed.
2: 34. <laughs> <laughs> Still 43 yeah, means more I than want, 40. I want all my. <laughs> exactly. Fair Fair I, want, I, want, I want Mike, Mike Trap Money. <laughs> He's going to be the next hip hop song.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lyric. <laughs> it's going to be a lyric to a hip hop song, by the way. Yep. Up.
2: All
0: right. Um. I guess the next thing we can move on to would be NCAA tournament now being set. Um, We haven't even started our brackets or we didn't even make no brackets for um, anything coming out of the NCAA tournament. But um, I guess so many favorites are picking Duke, between Duke and um, Virginia and UNC to at least be in the finals or in the final four. Um, So my question to you is, besides the known teams, or have anyone actually looked at the NCAA tournament brackets out there or looked at teams that could probably ups, get, get upset um, before reaching the final four?
2: <laughs> well. I can uh, say, you know. say it again. I said, I guess I should have filled out a bracket, but I did not. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be honest with you; I haven't even filled out a bracket. So, what
1: well, that was <laughs> three for three because I, I I didn't even do one.
0: All right. Um, so don't be
1: bad. I mean, okay. I, I, bet. I mean, yeah, I think Duke. I think right now, I mean, clear cut favorite, especially now with 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 Zion back and you know and seemingly back pretty good from his um his injury scare. So. I mean, that looks like the, that appears on paper and what you see on TV. It seems games are critical, favorite, but I think UNC does, definitely has a good squad out there. Um, I think Texas Tech um, has, a, has a strong defense. I think they might, you know, cause some problems in that, in that um, West bracket. I think um, Gonzaga, the number one seed, is probably not going to make it to uh, the Elite Eight. Um, I don't think uh, university uh, VA is probably going to make it to the final four. Uh, I think UNC and Duke will make it to the final four, but I think the West probably is a breeding ground for a lot of upsets. I mean, um, you have Michigan down in there. You have, like I said, Texas Tech is playing some good D. Um, Gonzaga, I I don't know. That's, That's a little dicey down here. I think it's probably going to be a three – a three seed is probably – no, either a two or a four seed that might come out of there.
0: Um, real quick, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't see Duke making it to the Final Four. I would not be surprised if they – I see them making it to at least to the Elite Eight, but I don't see them going past that. I know everybody's pegging them to be like a champion and winning it, but as of right now, I would not be I, – I won't be – I wouldn't be surprised if Duke loses before the Elite Eight. I mean, before the Final Four. would not be surprised at all. Mm. Um, they got Michigan State in their bracket, and Michigan State ain't no slouch. And that, right. and to be honest, I would not be surprised if Virginia Tech gives, I mean, if they get there, I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia Tech also gives them a little bit of a run. So it's not, I don't think it's a cakewalk for um Duke, not at all. Um, the West is definitely loaded. So many different teams. Um, I, I, I agree with you. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know if Gonzaga can make it to the Final Four, so I'm not even going to pick them. Um, it's just around robbing a team. Like you said, Texas Tech, Michigan. Um, I, I could see any one of those teams making it. Um, but I really believe that with the South and the Midwest, the only two teams I was really looking at is between Virginia in the South and um, North Carolina and Kentucky um, in the Midwest. So it's a lot of teams out there. I know somebody's gonna get, somebody's gonna some one team is gonna get upset. I don't know. Um, I'm really looking for a sixteen to pull off a one upset, like they did last year. <laughs> that would be the talk of the town. But outside of that, I really haven't paid much attention to any
1: of the, the brackets this time around. So. Yeah, it's it's, it's really kind of hard to you know to. And, you know we were just talking about this you know at work it's kind of hard to you know stay a fandom of college basketball like you were because you don't have those teams that you identify with because no one stays anymore I mean, you know I mean the you know you had Duke of what had what Bagley was it Mar- 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 Bagley? and then other names people that I can't think of as of right now, so it's like it's kind of hard to really latch on and follow team and keep up with it because it's not like the Duke of the past years when you had like, you know, Christian Leitner and Grant Hill and all those guys there, or, you know, UNLV with, uh, with, um, who was on there? Um, was it uh, Larry Johnson, Johnson? Greg Anthony, Greg Anthony, um, uh, Stacey Augman. Yes. I mean, even uh, even uh, of, of, lately, what, Florida, when he had, um, Al Horford and Joe Kim Noah and somebody else. I mean, it's hard to really – it's hard to follow, in my opinion, at least for me, college basketball that tightly because there's hardly much teams that you can identify because players are in and out so fast. Yeah, I agree with you.
2: Yeah. Well, not even going to lie. <laughs> I haven't looked at the brackets. <laughs> uh, I I typically get really excited about trying to do the bracket. And I typically get it in sixty five to seventy five percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So I figured so I figured what the hell I think I think I'll just be a casual fan this year and kind of just go with the flow and not really choose a particular team to go out there and win. Um I mean, I I guess you guys, you know, hit it on the head where you said that if Zion didn't kind of hurt his knee against North Carolina, would Duke have lost three or four games or how many games they might have lost while, you know, Zion wasn't there? That's a good possibility they may have lost one or two of those games or maybe not. Um But you could be hard pressed to not say that they're probably the best team in the country. Um, but, you know, you gotta look out for Tennessee. You gotta look out for, you gotta look out for Virginia. Um, I mean, we, we mentioned the typical blue bloods, North Carolina. Um, I'm not putting my, I'm not putting too much stack in the Kentucky. Michigan is always tough. Um, but this year was really, really, really kind of a, a toss-up to kind of a season. Even when Duke had Zion healthy, they still lost against Zion. So, Duke is beatable. It's just a matter of how perfect, perfect of a game will the opponent playing Duke play in order to get past him. And I've also, you know, heard a lot that Duke is probably one of the worst shooting three-point shooting teams in the country. And you can have all, you know, you can score all the points you want, but if you can't knock down a three when you need to knock down a three, that could be the Achilles heel that kind of, you know, knocks him out of the tournament. So you got to be mindful of that as well. So I, I choose no favorite. I even heard somebody say that Syracuse is the dark horse in this tournament. I was blown away when they said Syracuse because, you know, I haven't really heard much about Syracuse at all. But uh, they said Syracuse, Dark Horse is Syracuse, Texas Tech. Um, you know, Kansas is still Kansas regardless if they're not a one seed or not. You know, it's tournament time. So if, if this was one time, one particular tournament that it's really up and open that I don't see a clear-cut dominant team, I would say this is the tournament because uh, I don't, as much as I am a Dukey, you know, it's West Virginia all day. Then Duke is like a second, distant third or second, whatever. I can still see Duke winning it, but I could also see Duke getting knocked out in the Sweet 16. Yeah, there,
1: uh, at least the one game uh, I'm not sure if it was Gonzaga, it might have been Gonzaga when I was watching them, and this was when he had um, Zion on there and they're susceptible to the press. They don't, they, there was um, a handling of a, a full press very well in zone, in, in zones, because they had to force them to shoot over the top or make those pass plays, like you said. At that time, they weren't shooting that well. Zion's jumper, what that has gotten better. Um, and you might be in there, it may be a little bit better, but if I think if you press them, make them work for that you know that 24 shot clock and then they have to kind of you know force on the fly without setting up a play I think that's going to be the recipe to get them a good a good defense with some upperclassmen I think could take Duke out now I'm not mm-hmm. sure uh, I'm not sure what team in that in that in their bracket can do that but a good defensive team with good upperclassmen that is stick to their assignments will definitely take Take you go,
0: without question. Com- completely agree with that, without question. And you're right; it was that Gonzaga game that they um, played against, um, and they do have the team. They they have it the team to to, to actually do this. Um, so not just Gonzaga, but you know, there's teams out there if they play them the right way, they could easily get an upset win with no problem um, out there. Um, was there anything else before we get ready to sign off?
1: Yeah, it was well. Just in regards to, uh, I got two things. One is about basketball. One is about football. In NCAA basketball, I wish the coaches and the people would stop complaining about what bracket you lie in and who you, you know, who, what seeds you got. Shit, just go out there and play. Don't matter who's in your bracket. If you good, should not matter who you get faced with. If I'm a number one right. seed. I don't care about who's else in that seed. If there's a high number two, I don't give a crack. If you're good and you know you can ball, it don't matter who you put in front of me. I should, I, I should think every time I step on the court, I'm going to beat that team. Don't matter who the hell is in my bracket. Agreed. So all these people that get on TV and all these coaches stop, stop whining about what bracket you win and where you got to go. If you're good, don't matter where you got to go. If you got to go across across country, whether you got to go one state, if you can beat that team for those teams, and you can beat them.
2: Tell them why you're mad, son. Tell them why you're <laughs> mad, son. <laughs> the words right out of my mouth. The words
1: right out of my mouth. I've been hearing the same thing for 10 years, and every coach is always, like, oh, why are we in this? Why do you bother this? And there's always going to be teams that shouldn't got in. Well, then you should have won some more games.
2: Shit, trust me, you can, You want to sit there and whine enough, there's another team that will be gladly take your spot and travel all the way across country to play in that game, so. Be, be thankful.
1: <laughs> and in, in in football, all I want to say is I have no idea what they're doing in New York right about now. I have no idea if they're going to draft a quarterback. I have no idea what the plan is. I'm going to just drink my tea this football season and just. <laughs> And just see what the hell happens.
0: Yeah, I heard the I heard the the rumors out there that they um are looking past a certain quarterback in the draft and looking towards elsewhere. So, uh, is that is that what I'm hearing? I mean, is that what you're referring to?
1: I've been hearing about that about a month and a half. So, the Giants have not necessarily been sold on Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins. It will not shock me if they don't draft either one to be the one that's available.
2: I still think they're trying to go after uh, Josh Rosen <laughs> because I I heard that uh, I heard that the Cardinals brass was down and had a private workout with Kyler Murray. So. If the rumors of what the people in the media are saying are, are true, then they're hoping to work out a deal to trade for Josh Rosen. But then it's still, I, I still don't get why if you're gonna do all that, why keep Peyton on the? Uh, I'm sorry, why keep uh, not Peyton, but uh, Eli? Why keep Eli on the roster? What's the point? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna groom Rosen to sit behind Eli for a year or two.
1: Pretty much. Uh, They they came out and said, like the approach that the Kansas City Chiefs had when they just let Patrick Mahomes sit a year and then gave him the reins. And, you know, you saw what happened. But different quarterbacks, different team. So it was much easier for him to get off out of the gates running when you got those assets around you now. You might not have two. (laughs) He may not have two of those assets he had starting off this year because – you already know Kareem Hunt's going, and and uh, Tyreek Hill might be next, but that's they already came out publicly and said they like that approach. So, plus if you if you cut Eli now, it's you take a greater cap hit with him going than you do keeping them. So in a sense, it's cheaper to keep them.
2: Uh, well. I guess we'll find out for sure if there's, uh, some, some miraculously, you know, some miraculous trade or something on draft night where the, uh, who knows what might possibly happen. <laughs> but I guess my only one thing where, you know, for stick with football, Hey, uh, is your, is your, uh, is your skeezy uncle, uh, you know, Uncle Craft going to admit that he slept with a hooker <laughs> so get his charges dropped? <laughs> you know your nasty uncle, up and down, sleazy, sleazy massage parlors. <laughs> is, is he gonna come out and say, "Yes, I was touched by, by, a, by a, by a woman <laughs> for, for money"? <laughs> he's trying, to,
1: he's trying to get all oh, that stuff suppressed. Uh, I saw earlier today where he's trying to get all the documents, all suppressed out of, out of public.
2: So he's just admitting the guilt. <laughs> so let's say you did it.
1: <laughs> he, don't want to, he don't want to get out there on public in front of open cameras and admit to it. They want him to probably do that. He don't want to do that. <laughs> the only no reason why they're cutting the deal with him, say, so, okay, well, a lot of us go, you pay a fine, you just do service. You just got to admit that you were in there looking for some, <laughs> looking for. Some for him. That's all they want.
0: <laughs> He's not going to do that anytime
1: soon. That's all they want from him and they'll and they'll and they'll let everything go.
2: <laughs> so in other words, they just would embarrass the hell out of the man. <laughs> if he hasn't been embarrassed enough. <laughs> hey, there,
1: there's some freaking lawyer down there in Florida that wants to make his name himself, want to make his bones, and he wants he got a big fish. He got Robert Kraft and he wants to get that man to allocute in the open court and say what he did. Because that makes
0: him look. Look who I got.
2: That's crazy. It's crazy. Well, you you suppress all the documents to me. That that admits guilt. You don't come out and say you did it. To me, that admits guilt. So either way, he goes look guilty. (laughs) Nobody. You just. (laughs) I mean, ain't nobody gonna stop buying his macaroni and cheese. So. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) we're going to stop going to the New England Patriots. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, but before we, you know, get ready to roll out, you know, there's one thing that we never really um, had a conversation on um, because it's I guess it's so low under the radar. But we had so many discussions about it last year. But The simple fact is that the NCAA Women's Tournament begins. And I think this is the first time in a while that I can remember where Connecticut is not ranked the number one team. What? Are
2: they one seed?
0: They're number two. They're the number what? two. So UConn is no longer ranked the number one seed. Now they're ranked number two in the tournament. So with that being said, we've been talking about there's going to be a time when UConn is going to eventually have to give up that number one seed. And it looks like this is the year. Now, not saying that they won't, you know, they do still have the possibility to win the, the championship, of course, but with them slowly coming down off a of peg from being so far undefe- undefeated in previous seasons, do you think that now women's the, the women's tournament is going to be a little bit more intriguing because now a little bit more open open field? Without too much explanation, I should say. <laughs>
2: I think the I think the last couple of years have been have been really fun. You know, granted I don't watch the entire tournament, but it was nice to see South Carolina make that little run like they did and knocked out UConn in the final four. They didn't win the they didn't win the tournament. But it's just a matter of time. I mean Tennessee was holding that reign for the longest time before Pat Sim, Pat Summit passed away and then Geno picked up that torch. Now it looks like Baylor is that team that's gonna carry on and be that that dominant team. But it's it's nice to see some some parity going on in women's college basketball, where it doesn't seem like they're just going to three or four schools. Because obviously before Tennessee was Stanford, <laughs> or Stanford Tennessee kind of back and forth, you know. So it's just nice to see somebody different.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think. I think eventually you want to have a lot of more blue chippers wanting to go away from UConn and go to other teams. So now, like you said, Ace, I mean, I mean, you had, a, you know, you had Bella now, I think you had Mississippi state that did be, you know, that did be UConn in, in one of the tournaments I think was year before last. I think it was, um, I don't think they won at all, but I think they at least beat UConn, you know, in tournament. I think they needed it. I think the whole big thing was who's going to beat Who's going to be um, UConn? Who's going to be that person to slay that dragon? Nobody could really get it done. Now it's been done over the last couple of years. They came down to Pega too. I think it's going to be good to have other teams in the mix. You know, you got Beller. North Carolina's always in there. Duke, Mississippi State, some others. So I think um, it's, it'll be good. And, you know, I always like to see that smug face off of Geno um, get, you know, knocked down a couple of couple of pegs, but I also want to say this, Um, shout out to the Rutgers women basketball team out there, and shout out to coach Vivian Stringer, Um, she's not going to be coaching the postseason for reasons unspecified, Um, hopefully it's health and nothing else, but she will not be coaching um, in this postseason per doctor's or advisor's order, so I'm hoping for whatever is going on with coach Stringer. Hopefully she'll have a speedy return back to the sidelines come next year. Um, if she doesn't, um, she's going to have one of the great coaching careers in, in women's basketball up there with, you know, Gino and Pat Summitt.
2: Mm-hmm. Completely agree. All the think And I the think they stole her away from Iowa. I think she was coaching in Iowa before she came over to uh- – the Rutgers, you know, that was a complete coup right there, boy. That was a hell of a steal, and man, she was putting in work from the time she got here till now. Yep, Here
1: she, she was, she was the big ticket thing on Rutgers for the longest time up until Graciano got the football team looking somewhat respectable. <laughs> right. right. The one coach, and that team was the only team really. <laughs> to have something to talk about with Rutgers sports-wise outside of lacrosse and baseball and mm. hockey and wrestling.
2: But. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. All
0: right, fellas. Um, we're getting past our time. Um, so let everybody know. we like to thank, number one, we like to thank everybody for checking us out on the podcast and on YouTube, of course. But for now, let everybody know where they can reach you at.
1: You can reach me on Snapchat
2: and Twitter, and Graham, J.E. Ross, number seven. You can find me on on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter.
0: And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. One quick note, the Phoenix Suns are in meeting to discuss the signing of former BYU star Jimmy Fadette bring them back from China to have them signed with the Phoenix Suns for the remainder of the season so um, that's gonna be very interesting if they do sign them um, but without further ado we like to thank you guys for checking this out peace and love to everybody out there much appreciation don't forget to subscribe on YouTube make sure you subscribe to one Google podcast iTunes or SoundCloud Um, Also, make sure you check us out on Instagram as well, Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support. Without further ado, this is Guys Talking Sports. Until next time, guys, take care. God bless and have a good night. Good night.